you want to skip this intro, go straight to 1 minute 39. Welcome to the audio podcast, Insatiable Male, Vegan Minus the Crazy. I help meat eaters go towards vegan without any crazy dogma, perfectionism or bullying. I'll generally be reading all my pillar posts directly from my website so that you can continue with whatever you're doing during the day whilst rewiring your brain to vegan. Yes, you heard that right. Rewiring your brain to vegan. I recommend going to my website to check the references I use for my research. You can find the links in my post in insatiablemail.com. You'll be surprised to know how powerful it is just by knowing stuff which will impact the way you see veganism. I believe by sharing what is really happening to our planet right now will either accelerate your path to vegan. If not, it will get you thinking about your priorities in your life. If not the planet, maybe for your health or for feeling more empathy for our animals or even just what you do as a role model to your children. From time to time, I'll share some personal experiences about my vegan journey so that can help you with your vegan journey too. The main thing is that you'll discover why being vegan is the only thing you can do as an individual right now to save our planet. Keep listening to learn more. Can a meat lover be vegan? The hard truth revealed. Basically, over the last five years, there has been a significant increase in meat eaters converting to a vegan lifestyle. Even a vegetarian diet doesn't quite sound so ridiculous anymore since going vegan has stirred up a storm in the media. Celebrities like Moby, Venus Williams, Jake and Phoenix, Lewis Hamilton, Benedict Cumberbatch and recently even Simon Cowell have handed in their steaks for a cucumber sarni. John Parker, correspondent from The Economist, predicted in his article published in The World in 2019 that this year will be the biggest year yet to spawn more vegan converts. But even with the huge uproar in the media, on the news with snippets of health concerns around the meat industries and global warming impact, why is it that most people are still reluctant to explore veganism? In this article, I'll be revealing the truth about why going vegan is difficult for most people, the misconceptions relating to the vegan lifestyle, why vegans are misunderstood, and why omnivores really don't care. Are you ready for the dirty truth? Vegan superiority complex. (laughs) I can't say that word. I've been a vegan for not much longer than a year of writing this article. So not long, therefore I can give my honest opinion about the concept of why people often ask, why go vegan? This question had certainly got me here in the first place and I believe I can provide that answer from an objective standpoint, personally speaking. I can speak on behalf of an omnivore since I've been a meat eater far longer than a leaf muncher. Before I became vegan, or vegetarian for a matter of fact, I didn't think vegans had a place in this world. I thought they were the outcasts of society. The vegans, the weirdos, the flower powers, the annoying self-righteous undernourished do-gooders who looked beneath their rimmed wooden glasses 
judging everyone at our parties. Yes, those vegans. I mean, why the heck would we invite a vegan to our party when they don't bloody eat any of the foods we prepare? I mean, how rude is that, right? After all, we've been brought up to appreciate the gestures people do for you. Remember our parents telling us that we had to eat grandma's food even if we didn't like it as a way to show respect? In fact, this kind of ethics ran far beyond my grandma. It was pretty much the same rules for friends and acquaintances. So it's hardly a surprise really that the majority of us find vegans audacious. Vegans versus meat eaters. The way omnivores see veganism is not because of animal welfare, not because of healthy living, and not even for the planet. Omnivores, quite plain and simply, sees vegans as a law upon themselves. Everyone else has to be polite and eat what we're given, but they, the vegans, do what they want, regardless what anyone else feels. Omnivores don't even go as far as wondering why vegans are vegans. They just can't get past the thought of them being spoiled brats. Vegans are quite simply pain in the asses. And being an ex-omnivore, I totally get it. It wasn't long ago that a vegan was doing my head in, asking me why I needed to eat meat. I remember looking at this vegan and thought to myself, was this a trick question? Then she continued to invite herself to tell me it's so wrong to eat meat and blah, 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 blah. I'm not joking. That's all I heard afterwards. Blah, blah, blah. It was kind of like she was speaking in a different language. The reason why I wouldn't have heard a single word that poor girl was trying to say was because I was not interested. Period. Stop criticising my food! To an omnivore, especially one like me who isn't an animal lover. In fact, I was never really into babies or anything cute. So when the subject of my meat eating got brought up by a vegan my automatic blinders just rolled down. Especially if the guilt tactic was used using animal cruelty. As an omnivore, I didn't see an issue with the mass slaughter of animals for my consumption. I mean, for my adobo, curries, burgers. I never even used the word consumption. And by the way, who uses that word? I ate food. And to me, cow meat, pig meat, chicken meat or fish meat, they were all the same. Food. The pictures of slaughterhouses to me was just food. Pigs being hung in the thousands next to each other in the gallows and watching cows being struck in the head by a metal bolt was just food. Though I appreciate the vegans would often compare the harvest of a strawberry field to a screaming pig having his throat cut and awaits for the omnivore to react. The problem with this comparison is that for an omnivore, there are no differences. It's merely two different food commodities that are being prepared. One happens to scream louder, that's all. 
So with vegans trying to drive their point-proof omnivores that animal agriculture is unethical, it really doesn't work. The problem with that is, it's an attempt to toy with the ethical emotion of an omnivore, which simply isn't there. No matter what angle the vegan will try to attempt to wake the omnivore from their so-called trance, omnivores can no more empathise over spilt blood than a vegan empathising over chopped cabbage. Stop pushing your vegan values on me! And I do feel for vegans, for the frustrations they have in trying to communicate to meat eaters that they are committing the worst ethical crime. But it's a current that vegans will be fighting against and will always end up at the bottom of the stream. Comparing animal agriculture to the Holocaust just peeves the meat eaters even more. They don't see animals having any right at all. Comparing animal agriculture to the mass genocide of humans, rape or other illegal but once legal will only have one outcome. A really vexed omnivore. Even when you try to compare their burger to their pet dog, this will only be laughed at. An omnivore's mind has been so conditioned to separate the two that it's impossible to penetrate their anthropocentric nature. They think they have every right to do what they want to anything that is beneath them, even if it doesn't make any sense. While on the one hand they will be disgusted in the mass slaughter of dogs in the yearly dog festival in China, they can't see this as a direct comparison to their dinners. Did you know 10 million dogs and 4 million cats are slaughtered each year for the meat industry? Anyway, it's merely you comparing something barbaric to something that they consider as normal as your morning oatmeal. Even if you stumble across a health-conscious omnivore, you'll find that they still don't have the emotional capabilities to connect to the unethical practice of animal agriculture. I, for one, believe that my meat would be healthier and tastier if it were organically raised. Little thought would be linked to the individual animal's feelings, but rather... A happier animal would equate in healthier cuts of meat for my meals. Therefore, I'm not surprised that trying to convince omnivores of a vegan's core values, they're often misunderstood. Vegans talk about the benefits of being vegan all the time. For example, omnivores seem to think that we want to talk about being vegan all the time the time. Really? (laughs) How many vegans do you actually know that go around shouting, I'm a vegan, I'm a vegan everyone. Or I've never met a vegan who said something like, hi, I'm Mel and I'm vegan. Like something from Alcoholics Anonymous. (laughs) Because of the warped blanket stereotypical rap that vegans have, The moment someone says they're vegan, alarm bells scream in the omnivore's head. Oh my god, that vegan is foghorning, they're vegan again! (sighs) It may seem like vegans talk about being vegans all the time, as most of the social events congregate around food. 
So when the average Westerner spends one to two hours physically eating each day, which, by the way, doesn't count the social time in between, it's hardly a surprise that it seems that vegans talk about being vegans all the time. But it's just much easier to say, I'm vegan, rather than say, no thanks, that's got egg in it. No thanks, I don't eat anything with milk. Uh, no thanks, that's cheese and I don't eat it. It just feels like vegans have to tell everyone they're vegans because as a nation of stuffing our faces, we really can't avoid being upfront and say we're vegan to avoid awkward situations. I also appreciate how weird it must look when vegans bring their own food to parties or see them interrogating the waiter to check if the restaurant has anything that doesn't contain anything. Well, with meat, dairy or eggs. When people think vegans talk about being vegan all the time, it's simply taken out of context. Let's run through a few more misconceptions that omnivores have with vegans. Nobody cares why you should go vegan. Quite frankly, nobody really cares about why vegans are vegans. So why talk about it in the first place? As mentioned before, you'll find that most vegans, unless they're in an activist event, go about their day without speaking about veganism. Unless we're cooking food for omnivores, I don't see the point of bringing veganism up unless it's really relevant to the conversation. While most vegans prefer to keep quiet, I enjoy sharing my findings should anyone show any interest. Although I'm no expert by any means, from what I've discovered so far is enough to scare the veggie beanies out of me to want to share my knowledge. Veganism isn't knitting. I find it profoundly unfair that many omnivores believe that vegans should shut up about the benefits of being vegans, even if they don't care. I'm not talking about boring someone with a pastime of mine, like a hobby such as my knitting obsession or my love for a particular Netflix series. Veganism is something that affects everyone, whether they know it or not. Not talking about veganism is like knowing that your house is on fire, but I decided to withhold that information from you because you want to talk about something else. Throughout my life, I've strived to live with integrity do what feels right and not do what feels wrong. Much like I don't like to steal, I don't want to lie and I don't like seeing kids bullied in the park. If I can find a way to help or resolve it, I will do my utmost. I can't go around and ignore the facts about how damaging and corrupt the meat industry is only because it tastes so good. I can't keep stuffing processed junk in my daughter's diet only because everyone else is doing it when I know how poisoning it is. Quote, We'd rather be wrong with the others than right by ourselves. James Clear The benefits of being vegan is for everyone. If my dad is hugely obese, have heart problems or even has diabetes... If I knew that a vegan diet would reverse his diabetes, isn't it my duty to let him know? In fact, 
Isn't it my duty to let everyone know about the benefits of being vegan so that they can avoid being sick too? I choose not to eat at your parties because I believe that participating in the mass production of animal products help blind the pockets of corrupt, rich corporations. I share the information with people I care about because I don't want them to die prematurely. I don't eat animal products because I want to live as long as I can and minimise the chances of me dying of a diet-related disease. I want to be around as long as I can to keep up with my daughter. Not just existing, but physically living well all my life right to the end. If after I share my knowledge with everyone of all the benefits of being vegan and then they still decide to reject the facts, at least I would have tried my best to warn them. It's already going to break my heart that many people who I love and care about in my life may die sooner than they should, only because of the unhealthy habits they choose. It's so unfair to say that I can't talk about trying to spread awareness about facts. Am I an extreme vegan if I just want to save my daughter's future? Another reason why I became vegan was that I want to be the best role model for my daughter so that she can avoid being brainwashed like everyone else. Veganism for me isn't about dieting, a trend or a cult. After the knowledge I've learnt, the truth is I'm worried about my daughter's future. Our children's future. Veganism isn't all about being kind to animals, which is true for many vegans, but for me, it's more about taking care of our planet in general. Even if I don't verbally say anything to anyone, I live with intent throughout my waking day. So, why should I shut up about my vegan values? Like I've mentioned, veganism isn't just a pastime or a hobby. In fact, veganism is altruism on nitro for the general humanity. Why are vegans so aggressive and hostile? I think the reason why I used to assume vegans were hostile is because I never really understood why vegans were vegans in the first place. The truth is, following our natural human behaviours, anyone who doesn't agree with us we naturally feel like they come across hostile or disagreeable. We've lived a life eating certain animals and the problem with this is discriminating between different types of animals has been normalised. For most people, including myself, find it hard to look at a pig and think it's a living animal. And yes, maybe on paper or in cute films like Charlotte's Web where the pig becomes a hero, we see a pig as a pig. We've got so good at detaching ourselves from reality because of the marketing that surrounds many of the things around us. We've been conditioned to separate fact and fantasy. Therefore, when we see a pig on the farm, all happy, we just see a pig on the farm. But when an omnivore sees dead pigs hanging in the gallows, It's like a switch in their brains to instantly drop rose-tinted lenses, therefore no longer seeing a pig. No longer seeing a living creature, but only their next hot dog 
burger or stew. Maybe it all came down to speciesism. According to the definition in Wikipedia, and I beg your pardon here because I find it really hard to pronounce, speciesism is a form of discrimination based on species membership. It involves treating members of one species as morally more important than members of other species, even when their interests are equivalent. It wasn't until I really compared another animal to them that I realised how victimised these animals were. I understand that maybe comparing humans to animals may seem far-fetched, as after all, we're also conditioned to accept that we have this anthropocentric status amongst all other beings on this planet. But I'm no hypocrite either. There are a million and one reasons why I shouldn't eat animals, but only one reason why I should eat it. It's pure selfishness. Sorry if this offends you, but it's true. And that reason is because they taste so good. So when a vegan sees this biased rule for one and a different rule for for another, it's hardly a surprise that vegans get a little offensive. To them, it's like someone came along, dragged your dog by its legs, shot it in the head and slammed his body in the barbecue. If you were a dog lover, maybe you'd feel a tad angry too. Vegan blames meat eaters for the meat industry. Like we don't blame drug lords for giving our kids drugs, right? Who's taking responsibility for that? What it all boils down to, who do you think should be responsible about our health and our planet? Our supermarkets? Our mayors? Our country leaders? Do you really think I should blame the supermarkets for feeding my child crap? Or who else do you think I should blame? Uh, how about me? It all comes down to the individual. If there wasn't a demand, in other words, if no one bought it, then there wouldn't be a meat industry. The problem is, marketing is so good that the meat eaters think that animals are being humanely killed. We've numbed ourselves so much that killing living things for our consumption, aka pleasure, is normalised. Meat eaters don't go about their day thinking, Oh, today I'm going to abuse and murder a pig so I can eat. (laughs) No, they're just disconnected. Omnivores don't have a clue about the real truth about the animal industry. If the animal industry was exposed and information was as viral as reality TV maybe more people would be able to make their own choices about learning the facts. The only reason why I was a meat eater before was that I was not fully aware of the extent of the cruelty and corruption of the animal industry. Do we really care about the animal cruelty in factory farms? Here are a few shocking facts I discovered. I've highlighted a few sources on my blog, 
but you can find hundreds of reports plastered all over the internet with some gruesome video footage too. Many factory farmed animals go through excruciating amount of suffering such as being held in incredibly tight confinement, not being able to run around or lie down comfortably, not even seeing daylight. They sustain unimaginable torture like being kicked, punched, dragged by their tails, ears or neck. Piglets. Their tails are cut off with blunt blades with no painkillers. Chickens are stabbed and stomped to death. Even free-range farms kill their male chicks immediately upon hatching then are ground up alive or smothered in dustbin bags as they're no good. Antibiotics are a common practice to speed up growth in animals and to keep them alive in dirty conditions. Bacteria which have built resistant to the antibiotics are then passed on to us humans. Some animals are genetically modified to grow bigger than their natural genetic makeup. Chickens are common victims that grow too big for their legs to hold, so they end up dying a slow death of starvation and dehydration because they aren't able to walk to food or water. Most animals killed are technically still babies and only reach 10% of their natural life expectancy, some even as low as only 1%, like geese, who are slaughtered at eight weeks when they could live as long as 15 years in the wild. Pigs are killed at six months, which is only 2% of their natural lifespan of 20 years. You can see more information on my blog post. Often pregnant cows are murdered to remove unborn calves inside them to make into prestigious leather goods. If you've ever felt super soft leather, this could only have come from a very young baby cow, a few hours old or prematurely aborted. In order to keep up with the demand of the milk industries, baby calves are pulled away from their mothers within hours. The cows are kept indoors in rows, unable to turn around and are milked every day until they are too weak and the milk finally dries up. They are then killed at a fraction of their natural life. The list goes on and on and on, none of which would happen if the demand wasn't there. The fact is, death is probably the most rewarding part of the whole ritual. Like I've mentioned at the beginning, omnivores are happy to eat meat because they don't see the link between a living animal and their steak, etc. Even if omnivores were made aware of these barbaric practices, their psychological connection has already been broken. The only way they will ever really really connect with it would be if the information is made a priority in the news so they can see it all for themselves. Quote, if slaughterhouses had glass walls, everyone would be a vegetarian. Paul McCartney. Well, let's just hope you don't come back as a farmed animal in your next life, eh? Would we ch-
change our minds if we knew pigs were smarter than dogs? Because I was never really an animal lover, I hadn't thought about the sentient part of an animal. I'm sure like many meat eaters too. Perhaps we think of ourselves as being superior since we run the planet. Perhaps omnivores think it's pathetic to compare animals to us as they can't speak. They live with us because we allow them to. When an omnivore looks at a vegan cuddling a cow, it's borderline pathetic. As I've said, I'm no animal lover. But at least I've had the dignity to say that I ate meat because I couldn't care less about animals. But to hear the excuse that we eat animals because they're stupid or less superior than us is a weak excuse. If that were the case, we would eat disabled people, babies or young children, wouldn't we? Perhaps omnivores don't see animal farming as a murder rather than just harvesting for their dinners. And the screaming and the struggling is just reflex. Again, this comes down to the lack of knowledge that animals are in fact sentient creatures. That means they feel and get scared very much as humans do. Studies have proven pigs share many traits with animals we consider intelligent, including dolphins, chimpanzees and the man's best friend, the dog. Therefore... It makes no sense whatsoever why we would allow dogs to be part of our families and on the other hand, on our dinner plates. Is eating animal products like smoking? The biggest scandal that meat eaters are utterly oblivious to, or they're just happy to bury their heads in the sand, is the health side. Just like smoking, everyone knows that it exponentially decreases your lifespan and is the second biggest cause of death in the world. Yet, so many people still smoke. Although, to be fair, since doctors are now backing up the evidence against cigarette smoking, plus the introduction of electric vapours, the number of people smoking has decreased in many of the richer countries. Unfortunately, the number of deaths each year caused by smoking doesn't seem to decrease bizarre right the most recent information collected on our world in data reports sadly 54,000 children worldwide under the age of five years old died of passive smoking in 2016 i find it shocking that people still smoke despite the number of people dying from smoking related illnesses Not only are they putting their own health in jeopardy, but also their innocent loved ones around them. However, you're bound to hear someone who'll say they knew somebody who was a health freak, didn't drink or alcohol or smoke their entire life, who suddenly drops dead one morning at the age of 50. Then there's the one who ate meat, drunk alcohol, smoked like a chimney their entire life and lives to 100. The truth is, when people hear of the exception, most people would rather take their chance on that one than to change their habits, even if their life depends on it. The irony, eh? Nobody cares about the health risks of eating meat. Then you have the meat industry, the number one cause of death 
in the entire planet. If the meat eaters couldn't care about animals or even care about our world, it seems that also saving their lives doesn't even cut it. The issue is, eating meat, much like smoking, isn't like taking a knife and slitting yourself across your throat. It's a slow and silent death. Most often, people don't even feel like they have any symptoms of illnesses. Well, that's until one day they struggle to breathe and the doctors tell them they need to take tablets to help unclog their arteries. Or they have a heart attack. Or even just drop dead. The truth is, most people who've been addicted to certain unhealthy habits for so long don't even know what it really feels like to be on top form. Tiredness, for example, is accepted as an ordinary feeling. Being overweight is recognised as a human right. Common symptoms such as headaches, depression and acne are considered a normal part of living. Despite many reasons to stop eating meat, eggs and dairy, nobody wants to give up their addiction to them merely because everyone else is doing it. Quote, People like us do things like this. Seth Godin Going vegan cured my allergies. Myself as a real case study. From a young child I had asthma and was allergic to everything. I was allergic to pollen, house dust, animals, people. In fact, all dust. I had a runny nose all year round. And if I didn't have a cold, I'd be allergic to something. It wouldn't be strange to see me with a hanky stuffed up my sleeve all the time. I wasn't particularly fussy with my vegan diet. I still ate oils and cooked food, so it wasn't crazy like raw whole foods all the time. I simply just cut out all animal products. After a year of eating a plant-based diet, I cured myself from asthma. I stopped being allergic to everything and now I'm rarely sick. My doctor was astounded. Though in this day and age, not as sceptical as I had expected him to be. After seeing him every month since living in France for over seven years, I told him that I no longer needed my antihistamines, which I'd been taking every day to cope with my allergies. He even said that he'd considered talking to his other patients about adopting my plant-based method. The truth about milk. From the day we were born, while many babies were breastfed, many of us were bottle-fed. Despite countless studies to prove that our own mother's milk is the best milk for our babies, we continue to believe that cow milk is good for us. While most of us know that unmodified milk, aka milk straight from a cow, should never be given to a child under the age of one years old, we're not as aware to the reason behind it. It's like... It's always been like that and we just followed suit. The fact is there isn't sufficient nutrients in cow's milk alone to provide all the nourishment a growing child needs. Hence why we're still trying to perfect the perfect formula. 
Plus, when our babies eventually go over to drinking regular milk, the likelihood of developing allergies is also high. I also believe this is how I developed my asthma and my allergies, but it doesn't stop there. Perhaps the reason why omnivores think it's okay to drink milk from a cow is that they're absolutely clueless about the facts of cow milk. Like they don't have a clue that there's actually no evidence to support our beliefs that milk helps grow stronger bones. Or maybe omnivores don't know that scientific evidence have proven that milk causes an array of illnesses including asthma, acne, arthritis, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, many cancers like prostate, testicular, colorectal cancers, plus heart attack and many more. God, that was a bit of a mouthful. When I started to learn about all aspects of veganism and my pursuit to figure out what all the fuss was about, I was shocked to discover about milk. Why not milk a hippo or your mum instead? Then the next question I asked was, why make so much effort to fight against nature? If we were supposed to drink milk, wouldn't it be just good for us? And as gross as it may sound, wouldn't it be more natural to drink our own mother's milk? Hmm, the image of us milking our own mothers to make into cheese doesn't quite have the same appeal, does it? Come to think of it, how did we condition ourselves in the first place to want to milk a cow? I would never in a million years want to drink from a hippopotamus or a camel, which are from the same family as cows. Maybe because we gorge on animal products like milk for creams, cereals, cheese and yogurts, that we would have to start rounding up women and line them up in an assembly line to milk them. Not a pretty picture. Oh, it's just so much more acceptable to line up cows, right? Since we're on top of the food chain and we can do what we want, even if it kills us in the end. Vegan food is so boring. A vegan diet doesn't sound very sexy either. Omnivores think that vegans must be depriving themselves since most of the normal foods are meat, right? Vegans must have the biggest willpower ever. All they eat is plants. How can they survive? They must be so bored with their food. Another misconception. The problem with the majority of meat eaters, including my ex-self, is we've been brought up with meat dishes and the vegan type foods look to me like garnish. I never really looked at fruit and vegetables as food. It was either a snack or a garnish to my main meal, meat. But it's quite impossible to say you don't like vegan foods when you still eat a bit of meat, dairy or eggs. Even if you were on a more flexitarian diet, where you don't eat meat, dairy or eggs on some days, it would feel almost impossible to transition to a plant-based diet smoothly. The reason is you haven't given your body the chance to rid the addictive qualities in animal products, especially foods that are highly processed, high fat content and products with high glycemic load. 
aka refined sugars. Since most of a healthy vegan diet has less fat, refined sugars and salt, of course our addictive instincts would find vegan foods boring. Why I didn't like vegan food? Now we have a choice. Even the vegetarian diet can be unhealthier than an omnivore diet simply because of the higher amounts of fats contained in many dairy and egg products. Transitioning to a vegan diet would avoid being one of those listed in the top 10 causes of death worldwide. Confession alert! I didn't start enjoying vegan food until I became fully vegan. When we were transitioning from omnivore to vegetarian, I was counting the hours to the next meat day. Then when we were toying with vegan meals as vegetarians, we got excited every time I cooked an egg omelette. The constant tease of oscillating between meat, dairy and egg products to vegan foods made it harder for me to become vegan. It was like finishing with your ex-lover and then getting back together every other Thursday night for a quickie. You never really ever let them go, right? Plus, all the time I was eating a flexitarian diet, I held myself back to all kinds of plant-based foods. I didn't really start cooking vegan food until I became fully vegan. Meat is just an addiction. Since we were born, we've been accustomed to eating meat, dairy and eggs. So it's hardly a surprise it would be tough to give them up, right? Our eating habits are like an addiction. Telling someone to stop eating meat is like telling a heroin addict to stop taking heroin. But as addictive animal products are, you can get addicted to healthy foods too. It's just a matter of rewiring your brain to get used to a different way of eating. Don't believe me? Well, where my family comes from in the Philippines, they eat what they call balot, which is a soft-boiled fetal duck. I have memories as a child craving for these half-grown chicken and egg, sucking out the juice as I ravenously demolish a whole one all by myself. Today, I can't even imagine anything more gross. You won't catch me eating one of those ever again. On the other hand, I can remember hating mushrooms, but here I am now. Mushrooms are our family faves. It's pretty amazing the kind of vegan meals you can make out of, basically, just plants. If you can make laboratory chemicals to look like food, such as microwave burgers, hot dogs, boxed biscuits and hoop-shaped cereals, why can't we make great vegan food with plants? Should humans eat meat debate? When we compare the biological makeup of a human digestive system to other meat-eating animals, you don't even need to study hard to discover how different our digestive system looks in comparison to animals that eat meat. Some of the traits of omnivores. A wide opening mouth compared to their head size. Rigid jaw to lock prey in place. Exaggerated canines. Length of intestines is three to six times body length. Some of the traits of herbivores. Small mouth compared to their heads. A flexible movement in the jaw to ground plants thoroughly. Small canines in most herbivores. 
Length of the intestine is 10 to 12 times body length. If you check these stats against humans, humans fall in every similarity to herbivores, not omnivores. You can find more details in the link in my blog post. Omnivores think veganism is a diet. Okinawa diet study. Although you're more likely to be healthier on a vegan diet, doesn't mean because you're vegan you automatically are healthy or doing it for health. Many people in the world that eat a diet of mainly plant-based, like Okinawans, doesn't intentionally eat for health. It's just been in their traditional diet since their ancestors. However, in recent studies, even Okinawans' health have deteriorated. An article in SBS Australia, the national broadcaster of multicultural and multilingual programming, stated the following. By 2000, the standard mortality ratios of heart disease and cerebrovascular disease for both sexes in Okinawa had increased. Suggest changes in diet and the abandonment of key Okinawa diet principles may be the cause. Okinawa locals now eat more meat and fat and consume less green and yellow vegetables than they used to. Omnivores think a vegan diet is unhealthy. Having been an avid health freak all my life, one of the things that put me off a vegan diet is that I thought it was unhealthy. I was always led to believe that I ate a balanced diet of meat, mainly white, fish, some eggs, cheese, milk and plenty of fruit and vegetables was the perfect superhero diet. In fact, many government health sites still advocate this model. The problem is, as mentioned in my post, is it safe for a child to be vegan? Doctors only receive 10 to 24 hours nutritional study over 5 to 6 years in medical school, with some doctors receiving nothing at all. Just like the tobacco era, if the doctor says it's okay, then people believe it's okay, even if the studies specialising in this concurs proof that eating a vegan diet prevents a raise of fatal diseases. The vitamin B12 argument. Even though the average person's diet knowledge goes no further than their five a day, it seems quite fitting that meat eaters suddenly act as though they've just acquired a PhD in nutrition. It wouldn't be the first time anyone has said to me, where'd you get your vitamin B12 from? I didn't even know what vitamin B12 was until I became a vegan. Evidently, Everyone has always been aware of it. Duh! There's me thinking I knew nutrition for over 20 years, obsessing over healthy diets, and I'd never heard of vitamin B12. Funny, eh? But of course, transitioning to a plant-based diet can be a worry, especially if you know nothing about nutrition. For now, people see veganism as a fad diet. Even our doctors are not advocating a plant-based diet. With such a drastic change to our conventional diet, going blindly into a plant-based diet would be stupid. Most vegans want to make sure they eat the correct amount of nutrients, as no one wants to be sick, right? Shocking facts about vitamin B12. Vitamin B12 
comes from a special kind of bacteria that don't need oxygen to live. Therefore, animals provide a good source of vitamin B12. But do you know how animals get their B12 from? To make B12, animals eat their own and other animals' poo. They also eat contaminated food as well as eat other animals' flesh, milk or eggs. Sounds pretty gross to me. But good news, vitamin B12 can also come from some seaweed and some mushrooms. However, the amount of B12 is difficult to measure for an optimum vegan diet. Therefore, vegans take B12 supplements to eliminate any risks. Would you take a pill to save your children's future? As vitamin B12 is more challenging to derive from plants, quite understandably, meat eaters have used this excuse to demonstrate that humans need to eat animals. However, humans have evolved and our modern day living is immensely different compared to the time of our ancestors. Our ancestors were able to obtain B12 naturally through dirty plants and water. But our modern society is just too clean to get natural B12, so it's now necessary to take B12 supplements. Remember, veganism isn't just about diet. Maybe if humans hadn't manufactured animals in such an unprecedented rate, we wouldn't be on the verge of running out of resources on our planet. If taking a B12 supplement saves our species from extinction, then so be it. A bite of sausage keeps the doctor away. The question we should all be asking is, how many meat eaters do you know that is unhealthy fat? How many people over the age of 60 do you know have some kind of illness which is either cancer, heart disease or any health related issues? My question is, why is it no one, not even any doctor would ever say to you, limit your intake of fruit and vegetables? If meat, eggs, cheese, chocolate, sugar etc were good for your health, why limit these foods? I'm no scientist, nutritionist and neither am I a physicist, but am I the only person that wonders why? Why is it that we have to limit foods if they were safe to eat? According to this recent non-vegan article you can find in the blog post, you should limit yourself to a bite of sausage or one and a half chicken nuggets a day. Really? (laughs) Who could live like that? If meat was so good for you, then why is it so restricted? I ain't a genius, but I don't even think you need to be smart to figure out something doesn't make sense. In my opinion, regardless of whether or not you're vegan for your health, animals or the planet, Taking one pill to cover some nutrients missing from a vegan diet is better than killing myself slowly of a horrible death, exploitation of animals, which also takes up too much space and resources and as a result, destroying our planet. We are being brainwashed.
omnivores are ignorantly supporting the meat industry and the corrupt cover-up of the biggest killer to mankind, which is heavily subsidized by our governments. As I've previously mentioned and written in my blog post, the ticking time bomb threatening humanity as we know it, the real cost of meat is being hidden by our governments in subsidies to the meat industries. In the US alone, about $38 billion is spent subsidizing the meat and dairy industry, while the poor little fruit and veg farmers get 0.05% of that amount to help with their crops. Uh, Just in case you're crap at maths like I am, that's less than 1% of the subsidies the meat industries get from the government. And guess where their money comes from? Our taxes! While we're paying about $4 for a burger, the actual cost is about $9. But the real price we're paying is our health. And guess what? The sicker we become, the more profits for the pharmaceuticals and the more money the government gets. It's a win-win situation. Yay! Uh, not for you and I. It's clear that the meat industry and the pharmaceuticals run the planet. Do you really think you make your own choices? I've never liked being manipulated. I've always felt I was free to make my own choices, especially in this day and age anyway. But after reading countless reports, I started to question how much of what we do in our everyday lives is really our choice. From the TV commercials of processed, packaged and meat products, to supermarkets with stickers on the box saying added fibre, to even our national health recommended food chart, etc., We're surrounded by you should standards. When I was a kid, I took it for granted that whatever we bought in the shops was safe. I mean, why would our government allow foods that were poisonous to us to be sold in our local supermarkets? Why would they want to hurt us or even our children? When I discovered about the corruption of the meat industry... It was hardly a surprise that I didn't want to inject any more of my money into this crooked system anymore. It doesn't make sense to eat cancer-ridden meat and then pay thousands of dollars to treat illnesses as a result of it. This includes the dairy industries. Studies that advocate dairy have been manipulated to blind us from the truth. For me... It was a no-brainer to refuse to buy into the animal industry. But a wiser move was to save my money and be healthier instead. The real question we need to ask is, why wouldn't you consider going vegan? If I hadn't found out about the truth, I'd be happy eating my pig sandwich like everyone else on this planet. Who's looking beneath their rimmed wooden glasses now, eh? The summary of why we should go vegan. We are not meant to eat meat like lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! We are not savages. We're humans. And most of us don't like to hurt living things for fun. It doesn't cost a thing to stop eating animal products. We thrive on a plant-based diet. 
There's no reason other than taste to eat animal products. Animal products are the number one killer and cause of human diseases, including cancers, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, etc. And it's the easiest and doable thing we can do as individuals to save our planet and our kids' future. Do you still hate vegans? Share with me. Are you vegan or transitioning to veganism? If so, what's your biggest challenge so far? Or are you an omnivore, curious about what all this vegan malarkey is all about? If so, what's been your assumption on vegans? What are your thoughts about this not-so-fluffy article? Was I too brutal? Share your thoughts in the comment section of this podcast or on my blog post. Thank you for listening. Until the next time, as always, keep strong and remember, best intentions are better than no intentions. Big love. Have a great day. Bye-bye. This is Mel from Insatiable Mel, vegan minus the crazy.